couldn't go. Here's a shot by Kucherov that's blocked. Kucherov again scuffs that. That hit Gabrikov. They score! It's fired by Braden Point. The shot hit Gavrikov, came back to point, and he fires it in for the game-winning goal in overtime number five, and the Lightning capture game one of the series. I could play the whole six-minute version of the eight-bit version of Ride the Lightning, but that's not why you're here. That's not why you're here. You're here for we. The Thunder, the post-game show. I feel like I've been watching hockey all day long because <laughs> we have been watching hockey one. all day long it feels like the so, pregame show for the next game already that's how long <laughs> we've been watching this game it's yeah. not even the post game this is the pregame for game number two we're gonna cover yeah we're gonna cover game two we might cover game three yeah. on this post game show but we've got a collection of folks here we've been watching the game over on youtube um i've got with me of course the stash we've got mr ty george we've got aiden pearson first time caller and then of course we've got thomas schooley he's going to bring us to school on what really happened with the game tonight so game one boys lightning versus columbus we didn't even really get to talk about um you know that we get this redemption series against columbus let's start off there what are you guys what are you guys feeling going into this series let's not even talk about what we just the marathon that we just witnessed i mean well i'm worried <laughs> i was worried I, you know i wasn't too worried i mean i think the number one question coming into this series was everyone freaking out about headman and uh turned out to be no big deal Guy was ready, suited up, played monster minutes, played a fantastic game, Was uh, looked like his regular self out there. I mean, maybe a little bit slow in the beginning of the game, but uh, he picked it up, and he definitely put in the minutes. So I think that was the one thing if there was a concern, Edmund. And uh, other than that, let's play hockey. That, that's what I thought about this series. Redemption, sure, but it's time for hockey. Well, I think the big question was, could they do a whole game? Right. <laughs> Now we just found out they can do three whole games in just one night. So just lasting and being able to last those three periods. I mean, they never had the lead until the game winner. That was the only lead they had the whole game. Yep. Ooh, very good point. Yep. I mean, I think going into this series, I think all of us were scared. I think, you know, we, it seemed to set up perfectly for another chance at, you know, going out early. But I think tonight really showed a whole lot of resilience from this Tampa Bay team that we we needed to see from them in game one. I mean, obviously a whole lot more resilience than we ever thought we would need. But I think it sets us up well for the rest of the series. And I think our speed and our legs and our recovery team is really going to benefit us over Columbus. And also just the amount of hits Columbus took compared to Tampa is just crazy. So, oh, I, yeah. so I think that the big thing that affected us last year was we were crashing the net a bunch and Tortorello saw that and made their players kind of bunch the net a lot. This game, I saw us hitting more from the point and looking for the rebounds, which opened up that from the actual Columbus team being able to bunch the net, which I think that was the big difference between this game versus last, uh, last year's playoffs. That wasn't actually Tortorella changing it because of us. That's how Columbus plays. Columbus does that box out where you do not get in front of the net. 
But I think we've talked the whole this whole bubble playoffs that if Tampa wanted to score, they had to do rebounds. And those first two goals were rebounds, was having people in front of the net. And that's all we kept saying this whole time was if we had people to get those rebounds, we'd score. And then that's what actually really did it for all of them. Yeah, you're right, actually. And I, I have to apologize to the stash because I was telling him, like, where's where's all those second chance rebound opportunities? And if we think back, way back, what, six hours ago, six. if we go back to the first period, I don't, like I, I was just so excited because, as Stash said, Mr. Hedvin was on the ice. And by the way, Assist on the NBC, the, thanks for scaring the crap out of all of us. And then not even after talking about it game. until like halfway through the game. And even then, they barely even mentioned, oh, it's a huge boost to have him. You know, we were all like, it was, they talked maybe for like two minutes about it. And then like, oh, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's typical NBC crap, you know. But the whole game against uh, Philly, it was, oh, the Lightning are done in this playoff without Edmund. He's done for. Right. Did you see him right. walk off? I think what happened was, I think I was right about like one of my two theories was, you know, they just wanted to play it safe and, you know, have him for the real for playoffs because that game didn't really matter. Down. He didn't want to be shut in, down, yeah. And the reason why he slammed his stick probably so hard was because he is a competitor. He wanted to play. That's so it was great to see him back. I believe he led the team in ice time. So I think that kind of answers any yeah. questions about if Hedman's healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh, he really definitely like looked say? healthy. Yeah, you know what I really like to see um, – I mean, it's really hard to sit down and break this game down period by period. So I just kind of things that stuck out to me uh, initially during regulation were some of the individual battles that I really enjoyed watching. Uh, Tyler Johnson against Warinsky. Uh Johnson, man, the thing about the way I really like about this team is even the small guys play like they're 10 feet tall, you know, and you saw consistently from Johnson and Point both jumping in there getting in there playing physical hockey, but Johnson specifically, you know, on that line, I was talking to, to the wife during the game, like you could line those three guys up, Johnson, Sorelli, Killer, and you could ask a regular hockey fan, hey, who do you think is the big hitter? Who do you think leads the way in physicality on this line? 10 times out of 10, they're going to tell you either, either Killer or Sorelli. They're not going to say Johnson, and it's always Johnson. He's the guy that's out there playing the most physically, and it was really good to see him match up well against Warinsky. I thought some of those. I know Gord. Battles. Gord gets the physical. Gets Savard. Gordon Savard was the next one I was going to talk about because those two guys were button heads the entire game, and that was fantastic to watch as well. And again, Gord, he's like what a buck fifty-seven or something. They were talking about, <laughs> and Savard's like two thirty or some shit like that. I mean, it was impressive to see him just sit. Like those are the guys I'm talking about on this team that I really like to see leading the way physically. Not always the biggest guys, but they're physically there on the forecheck. They're there against the boards. They're being a nuisance in there and creating those plays where you don't expect a guy that small to come in and put a body on you while you're going to skate to the puck in the corner. And it makes a difference. No, he's not going to put you on the ass or even maybe put you in the boards, but it's going to be just enough that it puts you off your trajectory. And maybe what you think you're going to get against a regular player that's his size, you're not going to get against guys on this team that are that size. I think another guy that really showed their physicality this game was Eric, Eric Cernak. I mean, he was involved in every play on the ice tonight, it felt like, that, that he was out there for. He was really hitting hard, and, I mean, he may not have had the most shots or the most ice time, but from what I saw, especially late in that overtime, he kept being physical throughout the whole thing. Actually, I thought for defense, the big guy was Bogosian. 
I thought we heard Bogosian's yeah. name like 900 times on whether you're yeah. watching the NBC broadcast or Sun Sports. Yeah. I mean, Bogosian was everywhere taking shots, blocking shots. He did a, a real bad giveaway there towards in that last overtime, mm -hmm. but then he made up for it by blocking the shot. So I really think that he, and it was his first ever playoff game. Yeah. So yeah, 12 years in the league, first playoff yeah. game for him. So yeah. Yeah, he really made his presence known. And I thought Stevens coming off, they constantly talked about him. as soon as he jumped on that line, he shot out of a cannon each time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he uh, had some really good chances to score tonight as well. And he uh, he had a little bit of an injury too, came back, bounced back, which is good because they needed as many bodies as they every, could get. Every minute to, on that bench tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is the longest game. came out the next face-off. This is yeah. this is the longest game in Lightning history, I believe, right? I, I was watching NBC, yes, uh, yes, so yeah. I wasn't getting probably all the Lightning kind of yeah, uh, records and yeah. stuff like that that had happened. I but I was what, what a game! I don't know why we were watching the national broadcast, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other Lightning fans too. So I don't always immediately look for on, on sports if I see it on the national first. But uh, but yeah, that's a long game for the Lightning. Headman, fifty-seven minutes. What a game. Seth Jones had the most. Yeah, 65. Yeah, Jones. Yeah. yeah, he had 57 before the th before the final overtime. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that was a they were talking about he had 60 minutes almost before the end of the fifth overtime, fourth overtime. It's crazy. Yeah, I was honestly just ready for it to end. Like <laughs> that was just too much hockey for me. I love hockey. I watch it all day. I'll probably watch the game later. I I, I was ready for this game to end a long time ago. Um, but thank God, like if the lightning had lost this game, could you imagine just how demoralized, like just, just the folks on this call, I know would be a little bit down after that game, but for that team to, because to me, like they, they won this I game hands down, like they, they were the better team hands down. It was the blue jackets goalie. We really haven't gave him that nod yet, but like that guy had one of the best games we will ever probably see. Uh, a goalie against the Lightning play, or, or maybe no, in the NHL. True. Just until the next goalie that plays us, because that's what happens to the Lightning. Like I was saying earlier, it doesn't matter who it is. This guy could have been the, the Zamboni driver, just like against Toronto. This guy could have been the Zamboni driver, would have come in and had 150 saves if it was a Zamboni guy. I'm telling you, that's just what happens to the Lightning, it seems. We maybe in the playoffs. Those guys that just stand on their head in the playoffs against us. Are we, it's, it's crazy. To me, it's crazy. It's funny because you saw that a lot of the shots were are low and Corpus Aller was constantly laying on the ice. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, go high, go high, go high. And then every time you went high, it was either a shoulder blocker right in the middle of his pads. Well, yeah. I will say that second goal, it took a little while for him to kind of kick it in. But I was like, that's a goal. <laughs> like the goalie yeah. is have head is all the way in the net from like, I'm like, I've never seen a goalie like that and it not be a goal. That's got to be a goal. And then like, the, then the ref makes his motion. I was like, yeah, that had like, that was a crazy goal. Yeah, a, a lot of the goals. The last one was, was I mean, I guess it deflected off, looked like it deflected off a defenseman. But a lot of the goals tonight were, were kind of fluky. If you go back, Way back to that first period, Columbus scored in the first two minutes. And right away, I'm like, here we go again. Lightning, for some reason, their kryptonite is in Columbus, Ohio, because they cannot beat this team. 
And, and that's what I was thinking right away. And that goal went off a stick, went off of – Dubois got the credit for it, I think, because it went off his body and in. And that's mm-hmm. typical, like, you know, lightning luck to have one of those goals go in. But then we kind of got the luck going our way when we tied it 1-1. Cooch had that shot, point put it in off that rebound. Um, and I was thinking, like, that's, that's what I want to see more. And then I was thinking throughout the game – that's what we need to do to beat this goalie. I was complaining to Stash in between one of these overtime periods. I was like, we need to just throw people in front of this goalie and just start shooting it because it's going to be some sort of weird fluke goal that ends this game because this guy's stopping everything. Like we had, and then over time, we hit posts. We had actually rebound opportunities. We had the big piles up in front of the net. Like you, you name it, we had it happen. And, and that goalie was stopping everything and we keep calling him the goalie I guess we should kind of give him credit and say his name (laughs) it was Mr. Corpusalo the uh Blue Jackets I guess he was an all-star this year um but man he's he's like gonna be a household name after this game he propelled himself into hockey stardom I think after this game (laughs) well he did after facing Toronto beating Toronto eliminating Toronto yeah that'll do it I think also another big note is Bassey set a set a say, set a record for most saves in Lightning playoff history in this game. I mean, it, he beat the 2003 uh, Eastern Conference final record, I believe. I mean, he was on fire too. So you give credit to both go- goalies. And I think what really will stand the test the rest of the series is to see if this goaltending will keep up or if the goalies are going to get real tired from this. So they were. I'm kind of watching the post game interview right now too. They got Hedy and Pointer right yeah, now. Yeah, me they're, too. <laughs> they're asking him about the intermissions and how they were like staying up. And I'm he, trying to Hedy do was, both too. Hedy was saying that they were actually eating. Some of the guys they had food and hydration available, so they were kind of taking snack breaks and stuff like that. So that's. And they asked Hedy about being uh, about getting hurt, and he said he was a little nervous when he got hurt, but he felt he would. Uh, it would take a lot to keep him out of a playoff game. Never thought he'd play eight periods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and you wonder kind of how severe that injury was because you can always do things to make sure that you can get out there for, you know, right. 60 minutes, right? Right. <laughs> but, right? But when you talk about playing, you know, two games, two and a half games almost, then, then that's a whole different story. But I'm sure they right. do the right things. And, and hopefully it's not that severe of an injury. But, like, we know that – the lightning from these previous playoff runs, these guys are playing hurt. This isn't the NFL where they're, you know, a a week off here because they have turf toe or whatever. These guys are playing. Look at Tyler Johnson famously back in 2015. He had that great playoffs. Would have won con smite if we ended up winning against Chicago. He had a broken wrist, I think. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. He missed like four games or something like that. Cause that happened to overlap the two series, whatever. So he, only missed a little bit well he's playing against chicago yeah. with a broken wrist in the finals well and i would say though too if if headman was really injured he might have come out for a little bit of q a but he wouldn't have sat there through a whole uh media interview there i believe they would have had him back in the locker room getting treatment ready to, you know what i mean like if they were worried about long-term risk after playing that much ice time so I mean, I wonder how how much food and like carbs they went through and stuff during that game. Because I mean, yeah. you you got to think, especially playing sports for I mean, obviously not that long, 
in a row, but how much, how much hydration and food did they go through just to be able to keep their bodies consistent and keep energy in their body? Cause you got to imagine how tired they were after 60 minutes of regulation and then plus going into a whole nother 60 minutes of overtime. Well, they say you lose six pounds on a hockey player loses five to six pounds per full NHL game. So they had so almost three NHL games now. there. So. so 15 pounds, no big deal. Yeah. That's crazy. Regular <laughs> weight cup in a UFC fight, no big deal. That's what Yanni went like, at 105 now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Soaking wet, literally. Tyler Johnson was probably under 100. Yeah. I thought what was interesting is that Hedman had the most time on the ice, but he was not the point man on the first power play unit. Yeah. It, yeah. They stayed Sergachev. Yeah. So just imagine if yeah. he was, I mean, not that we had many power plays, but right. had he been even the point guy on there, he would even, he probably would have tied Seth yeah, or been close to it. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were 0 for 4. So I would expect him to be on that power play again uh, when we come back. And really, I consider it 0 for 3 because I think one of those that they still count as a power it was play was like six seconds. Marshall. Yeah, because yeah. I think for the first two, which was in regulation, we only got two in regulation. We only had two shots. And one of them was, like you said, it was only a couple seconds. And then I was shocked that we even got power plays in, in overtime. Yeah. So I mean, they had to call the last one. Well, and then let's not even talk about the fact that, of course, they get a call. Blue Jackets get a call two minutes into the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like And score. And score. Yeah. Two minutes in the game, they get a call and score. And it, to me, it's just – and it, sure, later on in the game, there was the breakaway uh, Sorelli had, and they called a hold on Jones, which I thought was a terrible call, personally. Um, I'm happy to get the call as a Lightning fan, but if I was the other way around, if the Lightning made that play and we got that, that, that wasn't a very good call. Well, the other power play, they also called but, the high stick, and it was actually Gord that did the high stick. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, we, we got a couple of favorable calls, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, it just seems like they – they're waiting to call penalties on us and try and put us at the disadvantage early in the game. It really seems like this is the same old thing we see. And th those are things that they don't get called consistently throughout the game. Just they look for something early to find to put us at a deficit. And I mean, that's me being a Homer fan. You know, I don't know if I could ever get seeing that point of it, but it does seem like we're always down early. Hey, well, we got Steven joined. Yeah, what's up, Steven? Steven, what did you think of the game? Did you watch uh, the whole thing? <laughs> I did. Which I came home from work at, at 1, and I was sitting on that couch for about the six hours. Wow. I kept getting up, laying down, waiting 50 minutes, get up, go walk to the next period. Dang. Yeah, so it, was, uh, it was very – I was very impressed because I, 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 knew, I knew from the get-go, I'm like, okay, this is a different team. They look different. They feel different. And obviously this game, I was like, man, these, these, both these teams had something to prove. So one, one person was going to, I was like, just like you said, I was like, someone's going to shoot like a fluky shot, some like wacko goal. And I'm like, yep, there it is. Braden point. I'm like, out of all this, that, that did, Corpus Allo just stood on his head for that team. And I'm like, Christ, credit to that goaltender. Cause I was like, nothing is getting through, but I didn't see like the bodies you know, in the, in overtime, everyone's playing super safe. I'm like, oh, you know, they're, everyone's playing extra safe. And then as we get further and further, I'm like, oh, everyone's playing really safe. Dump, dump, dump. I'm like, oh. 
Yeah, it kind of got sloppy after that third. Actually, like halfway through that third overtime is when it really, really started. Yeah, they're playing like normal hockey. And I was telling these guys because we we ended up launching the Zoom and we started streaming on YouTube together, just watching the game because we were so bored of watching the game and and wanted to kind of get on with it. But like, it's kind of crazy how they really kind of like the game changed. And I was telling these guys, I was like, it doesn't look like anyone's going to score. Like the scoring, like the good scoring chances that we were seeing the lightning get through, you know, overtime one, overtime two, Mm. those weren't happening anymore. And then the other thing that I noticed is Columbus blocked so many shots. They they blocked 62 shots. And you got to wonder how much of a toll that takes. on goal, 62 block shots. That's yeah, so imagine how many – he could have easily got to 100 saves yeah. if just, you know, it would have been about 15 of those got through. But I wonder how much of a toll not only playing that much time takes on Columbus, because remember, they were in a competitive series, they unlike the Lightning, which was just yeah. for fun. Not really, five but games, you know what I mean. They weren't super long overtimes, but still two overtime games and a full five-game series against, you know – an underperforming but very talented uh, Toronto team. So that's a good point. So, yeah, I guess we'll see next next game what happens. I, I'm fully expecting the Lightning to get a little bit yeah, of that push. momentum boost from this and then, you know, hopefully just take these guys out. Because, I mean, watching this game, tell me if you guys think I'm wrong, but, like, the Lightning seemed like they were the better team the whole game. Entirely. Yeah, by far. For all 3,625 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm just thinking, I'm like, one, you know, little goal, and we've seen Vassy give up these kind of weak goals. Yeah, which, there wasn't which, that much that time. Well, well, he's still, like, something's not right. He's not controlling yeah. the puck like he was. Like, he's not tracking those rebounds like he was. So, I, I, was, wor- I was sweating that – all, all those overtime periods. I don't know um, that that Kevin Kiermaier catch after that. He kind of it seemed like the old va- the old Vassy was back. Yeah, he was yeah. looking really vintage. I was like, he's he's swallowing up most of the things now. He's not letting too many rebounds. I'm like, okay, now he's slowly getting back to the. After he got you know he went into the guy got bulldozed <laughs> over. I'm like, oh, Vassy's in his regular mode now. No, I'm watching the pregame interviews and they got Goudreau and Gord there now, and it's just so crazy. Yanni They're doing Gord, a post game. Yeah, Yanni, Yanni Gord looks like like all of <laughs> 19 years old. <laughs> let let that man that. sleep. He is so hey, young. Hey, we we got Connor. We got Connor who uh, has joined. Connor, what did you think of the game? Oh, guys, it was a great game. Honestly, well, thank you for the uh, intro there, Mr. Shooter. You get a you get a lightning strike. But, uh, yeah, um, definitely agree with you guys. It was a great game. Um, I was sitting down in front of my TV probably around, like, 2 o'clock, 2.40-ish. And uh, definitely physical game. They played well. I think Yanni Gord was a beast in the net and everything. Um, what did you guys think? Of, did you think there was going to be a fight or anything like that? What were your guys' thoughts on there almost towards the end there? I was a little surprised nobody dropped the gloves. But I, I almost feel like Tortorella – was kind of giving his guys marching orders not to drop the gloves because mm-hmm. I think any kind of fight just gives the lightning momentum more so than it does Columbus because they kind of you kind of expect them to kind of be that gritty team. 
you let Tampa and one of those guys like Yanni drop the gloves with one of the bigger guys, that just gives your team, the other team, more momentum. So I think Torch was kind of maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised if Torch was like, hey, don't don't let them engage you at least in game one. You know, don't let them get that momentum. But I was pretty surprised. No gloves dropped. Ty, you're muted. Ty, unmute. Ty, Ty, unmute. Okay, I, I, I know we're all watching the Sun Sports here, but I would love to see the interview right now with Tortorello. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, his to see this. <laughs> this. Don't ask them. Don't ask me. Ask them. Listen, listen. Short, longest game in his career, I bet it was his shortest post-game interview of his career as well. Probably. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're not talking about the game, you guys. So, any questions? Oh, no, no. I'm not answering questions about the game, you guys. Yeah, right. No no questions about the game. I'm not going to answer that. I think he'll walk in and just, like, look in, look around and be like, shake his head and then walk out or something like you that. Think he's, I don't even think he goes to the podium. Guys, for being here. I'll see you guys on Thursday. <laughs> All right, man. No, that's yeah, that's, that's sort of Rell's speech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, All right, man. We'll see you. <laughs> well, that's like, no, yeah, it was like, I expect that. All right, man. Cool. I'm not here to answer any questions about the game. Uh, <laughs> next question. All right. Yes, we played hard, but next question. <laughs> I love reporters. So, how'd you feel about uh, all that time? Uh, good. Great. Next question. <laughs> what was it like to skate for uh, all those overtimes? Um, you next know, question. It's <laughs> so, like, are we going to see the uh, mascot of the Blue All right. Center? Yes, we played hard. <laughs> right. Uh, that's well yeah we'll see we'll see what uh tort says i mean i the the thing that i I was thinking throughout this game was i was thinking that cooper was kind of getting out coached but really just because columbus was kind of staying in the game and and really that's all they were doing if i kind of look back and think of it was i was just worried right like they're gonna get that one deflection they're gonna get that one bounce and it's gonna go in and then Torts is going to get all the credit for, for like, you know, leading right, his team his to a victory. Guy, yeah, and that's why I want to see what happens in game two, because I want to see us kind of come out the gates, get that first goal and just take off from there. Let's, let's flip it. Let's sweep them this time. Right. Right. Well, right, well there's one thing I'd like to ask Thomas about too, is because if you remember in the game, I brought this up. Uh, Coop is notorious for switching up his lines on the floor. Never wants to They aren't being effective and he didn't switch at all. Oh, and, and Tortorella did and lots. Tortorella, yeah. and I and I think he almost, you know, Coop kind of got that last little hey, whatever. Who's gonna break first? Who's gonna crack first? Not me. Not this guy. Not this time. He trusted the guys. Yeah, and I think, and because I honestly thought, especially going to that fourth overtime, maybe you start seeing Stevens or Paquette, some of those guys that had less ice time, maybe get up there with a cooch or a point or something like that. that and that that's actually sense. what I was hoping for was that's a Stevens up there. I was thinking Stevens especially because yeah. out of everyone, all the forwards, I felt like he had the, less, the least amount of ice time and probably was the freshest guy. So, like, if you put him out there with, like, Johnson and Killer or with, a, you know, one of those, those two top lines, that's what I was thinking. Coop did not – he did not relent. He did not relent. And I was going to say I'm so impressed by that because I've always been, a, you know, people say Coop, uh, Coop doesn't coach. BS. He's always coaching on the fly. He is always changing up his lines. He's always trying to be reactive. 
But I think what it takes against this team is resiliency. And he showed it tonight. The team showed it tonight. And I think Coop outcoached Tortorella tonight. Yeah. And, and the one Today, thing I'll say tonight, also afternoon tonight. is, yeah, right. <laughs> the one thing I'll also say is, like, the, the Lightning seemed to get better throughout the game. Like, obviously, Always. they gave up that power play goal at the beginning of the game. But Bassey was also getting peppered a little bit more towards yep. the beginning in the yep. first period and, and made some huge, crucial saves. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, that's, that's definitely what we need from him. Because, really, the two goals that he let in were, were – you know, the first one good, good went off goals. two bodies or a stick yeah. in a body. Yeah. The second one was, was um, I don't even remember the second goal. Shot. It was, it was, it was, it was like shot, off the, man. yeah, it was, it was that off one over his shoulder. Yeah. That was like that one in 20 shot they were talking about. Yeah. Like that's not even yeah. a 20% shot from the, from in. the boards. And yeah. From the boards over the shoulder, off the crossbar. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. It, yeah, man. That's like a perfect shot. Jordan Larry Bird McDonald shot. You know what I mean? This way I described it, you know, from the boards over the shoulder, off the crossbar. That's, that's crazy. It, it really was the perfect shot though. I do yeah. remember it now, but people will blame Vassy for that. Cause How he was you down. Forget that? It was only two and a half hours ago. Yeah. I know. Right. Well, I'm looking <laughs> was back my at some thing. of my notes. Right. Was my notes at the very beginning of the game was so many breakaways for Columbus. The ice was wide open for Columbus yeah, early, so much. Early. And then Coop made the adjustments, and all of a sudden they started crashing those. There was no breakaways. Well, and I thought he managed his lines really well tonight, too. Not only did he stick to his line pairings, I, I felt like he managed their time really well. So that, therefore, in the overtime when it mattered, he did have guys and lines that were a little bit more fresh. And whenever they needed to grind it out, he was able to throw those lines out there and let them grind. And these too many men on the ice penalties oh, are going to happen. Oh, my God. I was just about there to say There should have been one overtime and called out. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank I'll you. let you guys talk about that while I take a break. I'll be right back. <laughs> They're going to bite us in the ass. They, I mean, watching Hedman jump on Columbus's bench was – pretty funny and pretty creative but they're gonna end up shooting us all right we got another we got joey joey hold on let's bring you on did i just kick you out or did i brought you on joey what's going on man what'd you think of the game you gotta unmute yourself joey yeah joey's yeah. muted now we automatically mute you <laughs> too many men are muted what's up what's up man you're not a Blue Jackets fan, are you? <laughs> no. Definitely not. He's the brand-new firefighter. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, sweet. Yeah, thanks for saving us. Of course. In the future, if you're new. <laughs> <laughs> it's a noble job. We appreciate it. So what did you think of the game? Did you watch the entire game? That's the question. Do you look as tired as I do right now? Like, I feel like I've been through a battle right now. <laughs> So I, that game started while I was in EMP class today at 3 o'clock. I got out of class at 5, went to the gym, and actually came back and started watching it in the uh, end of the first overtime, and I basically watched a whole other hockey game afterwards. Yeah, saw everything <laughs> you needed. Exactly. Yeah, it was a marathon. Here, let, you know what we haven't brought up yet because it was so long ago? Let me um, – let me share my second monitor here. I, I took some screenshots when I was watching on my computer at one point. I watched on like three different ways. Oh, what did I smash into? But oh, do, cool. you, do you recall this? I don't oh, know if you guys Vassie. can see it yet. But oh, when yeah. Vassie 
Oh, yeah. yeah, Vassy got oh, bloody yeah. today. He, he got yeah. bloody. And Beats. you know what? After that, that's he when he – it go. wasn't that catch. That's it was I after said. that where he was yeah. like – he tasted the blood, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I said. That's when he woke that up Russian and became blood. the Vassy of old. That oh, that's blood. what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Makes me the Russian gangster. Nobody makes me bleed. There's the win. I have another picture that's pretty funny. Hold on. Let's, let's pull this one up. And for anyone that – Look at look at that perfect <laughs> screenshot right there. Oh, and Passy by the getting... way, the Rays and Red Sox game is still going. So eight to one Rays. On that, Aiden already left, but the over under on that is uh, the Rays are still playing. So because that was a question, what was going to finish first, the Rays or the Lightning? <laughs> and the Rays are winning eight to one. So yeah, they're, they're... are they going to go to extra innings tonight? Then yeah, <laughs> no extra innings. Tonight. <laughs> In honor of the Lightning game. Although, although with the Red Sox and the Rays, anything is possible with a uh, yeah. seven-run lead. True. Possible, top of seven. Let, let me just say, for anyone that listens to the podcast version of this, and I know there are some people that actually do listen to it, if you join us live on Facebook, you get the visual element of right now Vassie's, sure. you know, fat lip that he's getting kind of bandaged up. Other than that, I don't have any other good screenshots so from the, fat lip, the game. And he kind of looks like the lead singer from Sum 41. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I do have one more that I took. Let me pull this one up. I I did not realize this, but we've been talking about Cooper. August eleventh, ten years ago, he took over as coach, longest tenured coach in the NHL. You all want to fire him? At one point during the game, I wanted to fire him too. But I don't think I've ever wanted to fire Cooper. I've never wanted. I will never want to fire a winner. No, I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, can you also mention who the GM of the Admirals? Look at this guy, JBB, baby. And you know what's funny is you never see that they never talk about him. Like other GMs, like why Eiserman was on every broadcast. That's all they talked about was Eiserman when Eiserman was here. Well, because it's Eiserman. The Eiser plan. Yeah. Yeah, but even is the the Breezer plan is where I think. You know, Even you know, other GMs, they they talk about those guys. They'll they'll mention them and stuff like that. But JBP's like the silent assassin over here. So you know, I, I give him a, like a check, check, like not just a check. Just a recipe. Check like the plus. Eiser plan was like a recipe for a stock, but then you got you got to have the breeze of base, like the bouillon base. That's a breeze of base that you get to make give you the flavor in the direction of where that soup's gonna go. JVB has always been that presence for this franchise. So you can tell we're all hungry now. <laughs> yeah, well, and probably for me, I've been drinking a little too many beers, you know, for like the last three and a half, 10 hours. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if you average, uh, you know, how many like beers Joey. do you average during each period? Now you got to stretch yeah. that out to, you know, uh, several more. Period. <laughs> so, um, what else? Uh, what else have we not talked about for this game? We talked about that crazy bounce with Rassi. You know, took a took a hit. I thought the I, I was getting mad at the refs for sure. I felt like our guys were getting held. I felt I felt like. What about the Gord uh, Savard fight? Yeah, so, I missed, I mean, I, I, I missed and, that. They dropped the gloves. And, no, no, no. On no. top of that, I did not think you could play with a bloody shirt. I thought he once the okay. shirt got bloody, yeah. you have to go change it. And all of a sudden, they are like, "Oh, both you players are playing back on this on the same face off." Right. And he did not have to change his shirt. We're worried about COVID. 
Yeah, he's right. got the funniest <laughs> shirt ever. Well, and he had a hole in his lip too. Whether it was a puck or whatever it was that got no, it, it like, like his cut. beard covered it up. But they on I don't know because we like I said we were watching, uh, shooter and I were watching the NBC feed. They got one shot when he was on the bench and like right above below the lip, right at the beard line, which you couldn't see when he was on the ice, but they they zoomed in when he was on the bench and you could see there was basically like a laceration maybe all the way through his lip like he might need stitches or you couldn't tell how bad that cut was and while his shirt was bloody his beard was even way bloodier he looked like a freaking viking warrior out there which that's why i love hockey but at the same time as a uh, defenseman i don't want to cover that shit i don't want to cover up that uh someone that's all freaking his beard was like nasty and his shirt and i'm like well, what if, what if he has some kind of something? Well, and here's the question I also have. is like, what's the new – is the regulation for cleaning the equipment any different? Because we all know hockey guys are notorious for never cleaning their gloves. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really wash them. They, they stay stinky on purpose. Like, what, is there a different regulation? In the no, no, right they actually do – no, no, they do actually do clean and sterilize the gloves. I don't know if you've ever seen when they go into the locker rooms at intermission – they right. put the gloves on a heater to well, heat yeah, them up. Yeah, they don't necessarily, like, clean them during – because, trust me, I know they've talked about that a lot. Because, you know, I've played a little bit. Not like, you know, some other guys have shooter plays all the time. Like, I know your equipment doesn't get clean in, in the beer leagues. And I know some guys used to, at least maybe in the back of the day, were notorious for having extra stinky gloves for the extra – I think they cleaned them once when, so, they came in the, when they came in the bubble. Yeah. Now – now yeah, no, 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 that's okay saying. okay like, all equipment does no 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 all uh, all equipment does get cleaned after every game and sterilized and they do if you notice everything comes out pristine that means that either oh, they right now for sure no 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 but even before all equipment does get cleaned and if they can't get cleaned it gets replaced but all equipment does get cleaned after get every cleaned period after every game and st- and, a- and after every intermission they do put them on heaters on to get the uh, sweat we need to get stuff. the equipment manager in on this one man that's what we need we need we need to get the official authority i've, I've tried Maryland. actually to get the Zamboni, the, well we try to get the zamboni guy on and the, well no it's the, we the ice the crew the ice crew wanted to come on the show like they kind of reached out to us when we got so Greg why'd you Wolf fail on. at that no, they were like, oh, they won't let us. The lightning won't let us. That, that's how much the yeah, lightning likes shooting the stash. Yeah, they, they love us <laughs> so they much that us. they won't let their ice crew uh, come yeah, on yeah, the yeah, 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 killer will follow you. Hey, whatever, he, man. He, yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean much. Hey, we got to give a shout out. We got to give a shout out to, um, to uh, the woman we were watching with, Rachel. Rachel oh, yeah. was watching with us uh, when we were England. streaming on YouTube watching the game. She it's was like in the UK. It's like 3 a.m. and she's watching the game. And uh, I think she's still here watching the show. She might be passed oh, out by to, now. But that's distant thunder like, right there. Yeah. Follow in We the Thunder. I like that, man. We the distant thunder. Maybe we start doing uh, Hey, hey, you know show. what? Up, you know what, you guys? Uh, I've known I've known some people that are overseas. They follow you guys. Sweet, I yeah. I got some people in China I know that are following us. So that's cool. 
Oh, we're huge we're in Asia. We're semi-global. If, semi if we move to Hong Kong, like oh, we're I'm literally I'm huge. I'm literally, I'm huge. So, so, so shooter, when is uh, Pepsi gonna sponsor you? Uh, already a sponsor, dude. Already a sponsor. Tiger Bomb is gonna be our first sponsor. Clearly, Tiger Bomb is our. Sponsor. We're working on Tiger Bomb. First and foremost. Um, <laughs> All right, so why don't we just go around the horn one more time? Um, just and let's wrap more? this thing up because let's not pull the you know, like like five overtime post game show for tonight's show. We're going back I think on. Shooters get tired there. Shooters getting a little tired. <laughs> I'm not tired. I just I don't have anything else to say. Like I'm tired of watching hockey, and I know I'm just talking about the game that I watched for the last six hours. What? Uh, I was I was done with that game. After hey, overtime two, <laughs> I was like, please done, end we've, this. We've yeah. been through a lot more hockey than that. Well, I don't oh, know yeah. one setting for one game, but we've been through a lot of hockey together. That Trust me, I will, I will sleep through, or well, I won't sleep. I will fall asleep to the next game. What's, what's the late <laughs> game, the West game? Oh, the Vegas and Chicago. Vegas, Chicago. But could you imagine if we there was fans at that game being at that game with five? Oh my god, that'd be going. Oh, and they stopped crazy. selling beer. That's the other thing. The all those overtime. Well, you know what? That's in America, dude. In Canada, no rules barred, man. If there were fans there, you know they'd be on the ice. <laughs> they would try to get no, as close as possible. No, extra extra revenue for the arena. Yeah, first thing I thought of as a fan is like, man, I'm so glad. I wasn't at this first home game because if it was four or five overtimes, I had to stop drinking halfway through the third period. That's that's gonna. I'm already getting hung over by the time we finally finish this game. But All right, I, I do have one thing to then I do have one thing to say. The uh, I don't know if anyone else knows. I posted it on my page. I don't know if you guys picked it up because uh, it was while you guys were already on uh, YouTube. But the uh, picks for NBC Sports came out for the uh, winners of the Stanley Cup as well as the Hart Trophy. And most of them had the Lightning or the Avalanche winning with either Cooch, Bazzi, or McKinnon winning the Hart. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. NBC. Skim the 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 Con well, I think it, I mean the Con Smythe. Oh, Con Smythe. Yeah, the sorry. Not the heart. Con Smythe. Sorry, Con Smythe. But I think that that's pretty cool that the Lightning are getting the recognition finally. That yes, you know this is it, and there's nothing better than us. And to tell you the truth, I'm a huge what I'm a huge Avalanche fan, and I love it. They're choosing that, but when it comes down to Lightning and Avalanche, the Avalanche don't have the depth that the Lightning have. And so if NBC's choosing between the Avalanche and the Lightning to win the Cup, I'm seeing that a lot of people are actually seeing that the Lightning are – this is the year. The Lightning have been picked the last four years, though. Yeah. I mean – <laughs> yeah, at least at least before the season, like we've definitely been a, a favorite. Well, even going into the playoffs last year, yeah. we, you know, oh, number yeah. one versus number eight, we were definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. we were definitely the bride, and then we definitely got left at the altar, or didn't show up for the wedding, or something like that. I guess. I oh, definitely didn't show up for the wedding. Show up for the wedding. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we were supposed, wait. Oh no, we didn't show up for the wedding at all. We we Pulled made it to the bachelor party and yeah. then said we're out. Right. 
but kudos to the NHL for all the music they were playing and the uh, and the stuff on the scoreboard. Seventh inning stretch. Yeah, yeah the uh, seventh period stretch. Yeah, all night we're long. still here. Playing all night long in the arena and putting oh, the players' names up on the board. If they did yeah. a good save or a good shot. I would say though, I would like to see, I would like to hear a little more crowd noise pump through the, through the arena speakers to the players, because I was gonna, I, I don't know if I talked about that yet. I noticed that a lot. I think there was a big issue, or not issue, but like effect of not playing at home for the Lightning tonight, not being in Amelie, because we don't get enough credit for how loud that arena gets for a home playoff game. They played the Whistler and. Tonight. And yeah, I mean, and it, like I said, and well, and they were showing, especially like I said on the feed we were watching, uh, they showed the screens where they were like, let's go bolts, and they're playing it through the arena. But yeah. I, I just felt like it could be just pumped up a little bit, just a little bit louder for the playoffs. Like the, it could be a little bit more intense to try and simulate that fan uh, presence. But not that I mean, I agree with you. They can job. do it. They're not, they're not failing whatsoever. I'm just saying, if I'm nitpicking, a little more crowd noise in the arena. Well, well, well come on, we all played NHL, uh, you know, and if they can make a exciting situation happen, like a, you know, a one or two on one or something with the right. crowd noise coming in, why can't we? Why can't they do it? Well, the, no, the simulations have been good. Like, if you listen to them, the, the, the crowd gets up at appropriate levels. I'm just thinking it could be louder overall. Like but if you have to be watching the NBC broadcast, if you're watching the Sun Sports one, right? Because yeah. they are actually talking from Amelie, you don't get to hear the crowd yeah, noise see, on yeah. Fox Sports. So you have you know to what? watch the NBC. Thomas, to, to say what you're saying, I actually agree because if you think about it, how many times have we watched Peckham when a goal happens and he gets so excited? <laughs> It doesn't happen now. He doesn't get that excitement that he did when they were at the game doing it. No, but what he's saying, though, is that, like, as a viewer, you don't get to judge how much in arena sound they're getting because they are not broadcasting from that arena. Look, like, I noticed so it tonight. I kept turning it between the two channels just right, so I could hear the yeah. difference in opinions from the announcers. And yeah. when you went over to NBC, you could hear – the pumping of the crowd, the whistler, and everything else. But then when you went to Fox Sports, uh, there it was ghost town. I mean, you heard the music in the background every once in a while, and you could hear a breakaway. You could hear some crowd noise. But other than that, if you went to NBC, you actually heard a lot of the crowd noise. So on that, I have a question. Um, on national TV, like NBC, who do you enjoy watching announce us the best? Nobody. No. Oh. <laughs> I like Mi Mike Milbury. He he's the best. He's he could tell. He just loves the lightning. Yeah. My, mine's Kenny. Kenny Albert, man. I when Kenny Albert comes in, I get into the games more than anything. Yeah, but is he doing the Toronto games or is he doing the uh, the other games? Right now, it's a crapshoot of who's doing what. And I tell you the truth, it's really just a crapshoot, I guess, of who wants to do announcing for that game at that time because it's all remote anyways. I thought the announcers were actually there for NBC. They are. NBC's there. Their studio is built there. 
Wait, I thought their studio was in New York. No, they they actually have a them in the bubble because they said they only had to walk like four steps away or something. And they also have a guy in between the glass. That's why they have that the big old covering between the between the benches there. Oh yeah, so well, that makes sense because I'm an Avalanche fan, and Kenny's been doing the Avalanche games. Yeah, so he's not going to get any Lightning games because they're not they're not bursting yeah. each other's bubbles. They're not going back and forth in the bubbles. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. over in um, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the the Lightning they're they're not the favorite team. I I don't know. I kind of feel like we're not the favorite team of not just the NBC Sports commentators but also the refs and also like every other NHL fan, <laughs> but don't be I, I that like, guy. So, so Rob, who do you think is then? Is, is what? A, who do you a, think uh, the NHL uh, commentators and the NHL refs, who do you think they're going for? I yeah, like who? when they have, when they get Rick in there and they get, um, what's no, his but, name but I'm asking there? you who, who do you think the NHL commentators and the NHL refs, who do you think they actually want? Well, I, I'm assuming that a lot of them are Canadian, so I'm thinking they're probably a little bit kinder to the Canadian teams. Original six, though, too. They're always biased to the original six. That's just but what, it comes but what original six do we actually have in right now? Well, uh, Chicago. Montreal. Chicago and Montreal. I mean, really the two 12 seeds? Yeah, but, I mean, two teams that came in hard and uh, they're playing hard for it. But, um, but that's what you ask in the question. I feel like that's, you know – Either that or obviously here, – here's something we haven't talked about. The draft pick lottery. How in the hell are the teams that are available for the first pick the teams available for the first pick? It's ridiculous to me that you're seeing teams like Pittsburgh and New York and what, Toronto, right, is available to get this first pick. Well, well, Toronto's the Rangers available. got it. The, the Rangers so, got it. The Rangers, the Rangers got, got it, which it. means that – well, yeah, yeah the Rangers night. got it, which means yep. the Lightning will have it in the future. Oh, so yeah. that's what, okay. So the comment, I saw, okay. So I saw a comment on the you know, social media today talking about how our firm team was doing so well. Now, I knew they were talking about the Rangers. I just didn't know what the context was. So there we go. <laughs> so right. the Lightning are just waiting to get uh, Zavannah Jett, and we'll get the well, in, first in, round well, pick in, in, in year two years. number eight. Yeah, in his eighth year of his career. So we're looking eight years down the road, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Zavannah Jett's the captain right now. So that he should be. Probably next year we should probably get him because that's just the way that goes. Well, and then yeah, uh, now the new pick, they, I don't know if anyone saw the meme yet, but it was like, hey, oh, thank you, uh, New York, for picking this, but Tampa Bay will be yeah, getting the trade in a year yeah. or two. Yeah. That's what's so that's so right. <laughs> Let's also talk about uh, Seth Jones. We had the chance of drafting Seth Jones. Oh my yes, God! I was just talking about that yes, because we, we had Seth Jones yeah. over. Uh, what is that? Um, we took Drew and which Drew and Seth Jones, and at but that really time, and that time though we needed a defenseman. Yeah. Was it better to choose Drew and get Sergeyev and down the road, or should we have just chosen Seth Jones at that time, which is actually what we needed at that time? Yeah, JBB would have never drafted Jonathan Druin. <laughs> no, no. Uh, if you if you actually look back at um, Iserman's first round, we don't have many of those first round picks. He's he's been good, and I say him, but it's not just him, right? It's the whole scout team. 
they've been good at, at getting these guys like late in the draft. These guys like Palat, these guys like Tyler Brandon Johnson. Point. He might Brandon Tyler Johnson might have been undrafted. Um, yeah, and picking up guys yeah. like yeah. that. It's Johnson, the first yeah. round. Those guys are all gone. Nemestikov was a first rounder. Yeah. Uh, oh, where's he at? Yeah. Uh, where? Who? <laughs> the Avalanche. <laughs> good question. Yeah. Who? And he's doing actually pretty good. He's on like his Nemestikov. fourth or fifth team now, though. Who? No, no, but at the same time, if you look at what uh, Iserman got for those players that he drafted, the actual pickups that he got out, off of them are more beneficial than those draft players. He developed them to become a draft pick. Or not yeah. a draft pick, a trade or a trade. Trade value however you want to put it yeah and you're not necessarily wrong about that like i don't know that he did it on purpose but he definitely went and got the guy that everybody wanted or like early on like in those early rounds and, and developed when they didn't pan out with it they, and even if they didn't pan out for our franchise he painted them so pretty up that all the other franchises still wanted those guys even a jonathan Juwen. you know but look at you know what that was this- to me that was a robbery. I'm sorry. Like, that was but look a at the same thing. So the Ray- that's highway robbery. The same thing has happened with the Lightning that's happened with the Rays. Every time that we've gotten a player like that that's ended up being a great player and then we've ended up getting rid of them, where have they gone? You know, the only one I can think of was Richards. Other than that, every player that we've really traded off We've gotten a better return than where they've gone after us. And it's the same thing with the Rays. Well, I mean, Boyle still had a lot of high production after he left. Not so. really. Not compared to well, where he was with us. I, I don't know about that. Like, he, he still played at a high level on the West Coast for many years after he left. So, But, I mean, the team, the team wasn't quite, you know, as great. But he, he was still uh, – not quite. I mean, Norris Trophy consideration a couple times. Like you, they still talked about him up there in that, that conversation. So, but, but when he was out there, he was Norris Crock. Overall, I believe you're, you have a decent point. I said, with the exception of Richards, Richards, I think was the only mm-hmm. one that really went on to become a great player outside of us. Other than that, yeah. I can't think of another player that we have really traded or done something with that did outside of the Lightning. They, oh, I can. Nate Thompson. Yeah. yeah. That, one. that one's iffy. I Richard mean, been, They've been – no, they've been yeah. well, all right, but though. not great. They were so, better with us. So, I mean, I guess, though, if you talk about that, like, I guess this, this basic conversation of people playing after or playing with the Lightning, most of has to come down to that kind of 014 or whatever. And so, like – you might have a point because Prosper didn't. Prosper left. They didn't do a lot. But Atenko left. They didn't do a lot. Uh, he won another Stanley Cup with uh, the Penguins. Fedotenko did. Well, yeah, but he yeah, didn't. But he, they but, did. Well, but no, and actually, you know, you're right too, though, Thomas, because he did play well actually in that playoff run. He did actually produce for them, and he was part of that that Cup run. You're absolutely right. So. Um, but they didn't have the prolific careers. But not say those guys were role players here, too, though. You talk about Brad Richards was the only guy that was a superstar. And Dan Boyle, I would say, are the only two guys who are really superstar caliber uh, trophy winners at their position to leave. And I think both of them did well after they left. Obviously, Richards went to go 
Chicago, which was a better franchise, but I don't necessarily think that they actually he did better in um, uh, Dallas than they did in Chicago. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he did a good job in Dallas too, but I mean, he you know won in Chicago, so. Uh, oh, and speaking on this, can we all mention that once again we got Bishop out of the playoffs right now? I saw that. Yeah, and he was he was healthy. He's healthy, and he got benched. Yeah. Healthy scratch. They bonus said that it was to give him extra time to rest before the next two starts. But game one, though. I know. I, I, I I'm guess. sorry. Listen, yeah. if he, <laughs> I don't want my number one goalie <laughs> resting. For yeah. game number one. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to say or talk about stammers, uh, durability, and everything else. Um, I don't think anyone let us down more than Ben Bishop in the playoffs while he was wearing a lightning sweater, in my opinion. So. Oh, man. Yeah. There were some disappointing things. Just every time we made it there, it was like up. he had to get hurt. He two had to get hurt. Row, in the most pivotal point of both of those postseasons, I believe. He got. He went down for so. Yeah. And Vassy set the record. Well, set the record tonight of most playoff appearance by a Tampa Bay Lightning goalie. Well, so I'll just add to it game, now. So that's not yeah. even fair. He tonight counted for three appearances. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's give Rachel a final shout out. She's probably gone, but she said she's finally passing out. Three thirty, distant thunder, right there. Three thirty a.m. Her time. Way to go, Rachel! Yeah, thanks for thanks pond. for hanging out with us. I was actually thinking, and Thomas, we were kind of texting about this. Uh, like, imagine if this game, because I, I was totally complaining about the 3 p.m. start time, because I have, like, Thursday, I'm going to miss some of the game. But imagine if we had that 8 o'clock start time, and, and you know, we're, we're on the post-game show at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. our time. Yeah. After five overtimes. Hopefully, uh, that doesn't happen for our late game over the weekend. <laughs> I'd be passed out drunk. <laughs> so that's a pretty good segue there, Shooter. Um, what, what do we all think that this uh, game is going to – how is it going to affect the next game number two, being only two days away, being an early afternoon game? Who do you think that favors? Because first of all, I think it favors the Lightning, uh, just in general, not just conditioning-wise, just that ability to go out and innately create chances. They're going to have to be very physical to continue to dominate the Lightning. and I, you know, personally, I think that that favors the Lightning. So, well, do you think either of the teams play some of their guys that were not available tonight or like a Shen? Exactly. No, exactly yeah. what I was saying. What about if Stamkos comes back at the same yeah. time? Does that What does that affect? Does right. that affect our chemistry? Does that help our chemistry? What does that do? I, mean, I imagine chemistry on game two is going to be out the door. Because right. everybody's just going to be so flipping tired and you're just going to be piecing together things, I think, at that point. I think really game three, game four is when you start getting back to normal. But do you bring in a Joseph? Do you bring in a Shen? Do you bring in Coburn? Somebody that, you know, has done this before, has been there before, and doesn't have the ice time and let someone rest? Well, That's a great point on defense. Yeah, well, another thing to consider is the Lightning only brought 29 players. They're the only team in, to bring less than 30, yeah. and they're already shallow. So, dude, I would have to say you've got to bring at least one of the other, like Shen or whoever, Coburn, whoever the other defenseman they brought with them to be able – maybe Chernak or someone like that gets gets a rest to let them 
come in and like you said one of the forwards i don't know if we could but it, it it's definitely something to sit there and think or about. wasn't or, there earlier wait, wait, wait. or or with the uh return of um stamkos do we go down a defenseman and pull another uh pull a extra offenseman uh, i hate when he does that but is that wasn't there early report tonight that Shattenkirk was also possibly out at the beginning of the game? Yeah, you know, had Headman and Shatty and Shen was the extra D on the ice for warmups in case one of them couldn't go. So there's got to be some yeah. kind of injury there with Shatty that nobody's even seen or heard about. But he played like a champion tonight too. Yeah, yeah. do we have a forward that can drop back to D? Because remember, we used to stick Boyle back on D. When well, we did back, with Wachowski, well, too. Well, we, yeah, we had Wachowski that could have done it, but he didn't make it on the uh, – he didn't make it for the uh, travel. Yeah. I wonder who but, that would be. Maroon. Yeah, it's got to be. Maroon. He's so yeah. slow, though. I don't know if I'd want to put No, no, I would, would never put Maroon on, on defense. McElhoney on the blue line. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I would say to uh, use – Either uh, probably like a Cernak or something as a rester and put Stamkos on. And if they want to lose a forward, they're going to have to lose uh, Stevens. If, when, when I, would say, I would say if there's a forward that could go play defense, it'd be Sorelli. That's what I would say, honestly. If really yeah, but if, if you're like not – if you haven't done that. defense, if yeah. you haven't done defense, you can't do that. We don't have an offenseman. That's ever in a hyper theoretical way. That's all. Pa- Paquette just hits ever anybody anyway. That's moving, so he can play it. Steady is a good option as well. No, I, I think I think it'll play out as uh, Stevens will kind of be our pivot man. Either we're gonna play with an extra offenseman and let a defense rest, or we're gonna let Stevens sit out. Yeah, I imagine when Stammer comes back, it'll probably be Stevens' odd man out, or we sit, you know. Yeah, it's got to be Stevens, right? Which really kind of yeah. sucks because he has been playing so well, and he, he should have had a goal tonight too. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of good chances tonight. Yeah, he definitely played and earned his time. And like I said, I was expecting him to see a little bit more more time in the overtime area, but I also wasn't mad at Coop for sticking to his guns and just running the same lines and just telling but- his guys, hey – you guys but that's what I'm also saying. I'm going to stand behind what you guys are doing. And I, but that's know. what I'm also saying. Do we want to give a defenseman a rest and let Stevens keep going and play with an extra offense? You know, we can do that. Wow. So three stars of tonight's game was Parpasalo, Point, and Seth Jones. Jones. Well, really, they gave uh, it to Jones. Oh, wow. I guess yeah, for that ice time, right? Spitting Vassie's eye. If you ask yeah. me, I mean, good for yeah. last time, Seth Jones, and he played good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say he didn't play really well, but I don't think he was the best player on Columbus aside from Corpusalo. And really, I'm sorry, how does Vasi not get up there with 150 minutes of ice time and only giving up two goals? That That's ridiculous. Yeah. Because they still put up over 60 shots on the net. So, I mean, come on. That, well, where'd you, where'd you pull that? Because I swear I saw on NBC right after the game, it was uh, the Columbus goalie, and then it was Vassy, and then it was Point. So um, that's from the Lightning's Twitter. Oh, okay. So I don't really know. Like being generous, they're probably being generous. You know. Yeah, like, they said three. Are they of running the game. off of Sun Sports, or are they running off of NBC? I don't know. Yeah. It's probably their uh, own. At the end, it came book. up with three stars, and it was the goalie, both goalies, and 
point. Okay. On the I mean, that right, makes yeah. sense with probably sure. Seth Jones is the fourth runner. Yeah. Well, Seth Jones, like that, he he played so many minutes. <laughs> and again, by the way, that guy I think is underrated by how big he is on the ice too. Everyone talks about Chara and some of these other dudes. Wait, Seth you're talking Jones, about Seth Jones, right? A, yeah, he's a giant on the ice. Like he, like him and Hedman both. If you get them in the right camera angle against some of those forwards, it's almost comical. Some well, that's why I always questioned: Would he have been a better choice over Drew and right. during that not, pick? Not over Sergeyev. I'm gonna say right now. I guess maybe. No, not over Sergeyev, but Serge yeah. wasn't even an option at that point. But was and he? no, no, Serge wasn't until two years later. He was on. He was still. Wasn't he? Still no, he wasn't until two years later. He wasn't even on their roster until two years after that. I couldn't remember if he was already in their franchise or not. No, no, that was the thing. No, he it was, was off literally the year before, because Montreal wanted Drew in the year before, and then they, and Eisman is like, "Well, if you want Drew in, I want Sergachev," and they're like, "No, he's off limits." And then the next season, it changed, and then that's no, the no, season. that draft came down to, and it literally came down. I remember that draft. It came down to a last-minute choice because at that time we still needed an, an awesome defenseman. And they ended up choosing Druin over his offensive skills, which even at that time we really didn't need. We needed the defenseman. But I do think we ended up better. But at that time, maybe would that have been a better choice? Because ever since Seth has come in the league, he's been an elite player. Yeah, but they were talking about a lot of uh, trades and stuff at that same point too. As well, not just like trying to draft him, but trying to go out. And I think uh, Eisman at that time was really trying to make a trade for a couple of other guys uh, that were available at the time. So it it doesn't necessarily seem like that bad of a move by Eisman at the time to go for Drew in. So Lightning had, Lightning had 13 different players log more than 40 minutes of ice time, two over 50 minutes, Hedman and McDonough. Columbus had 10 players log more than 40 minutes. Four of them were over 50 minutes, That's including awesome. two over 60 minutes, Jones awesome. and Wierenski. This, this is why we like having you around, Thomas, because you always bring <laughs> us back to the facts of what we're wait, talking wait. about here. So do you think and, that Jones and Wazowski playing that much might have affected their de defense at that point? Because they had two defensemen that had to have been exhausted by – you know, round by period five. Well, and Wawrinski is coming off of uh, being banged up too in that last that last series too. Uh, there was questions about him coming back for game five against Toronto, and he played, but now he's also had to put in the time in this matchup. So, do you think that they? Uh, do you think that the uh, fact that they played so much helped or hurt them? That's what I'm asking. What do you guys think Both. about this matchup? That's, that's basically Both. the question I'm asking. Obviously, I hoped in this game, but like Thomas just pointed out, and that was kind of pretty much the question I was asking, like who had the more ice time for their players? I think Coop outcoached Torts, and that just shows right there in the ice time. Set. Thomas, Thomas, do you have block shots on, on them? Do you, can you get a stat of block shots on both of them? Yeah. But I was just reading some quotes off of Twitter, and it said, it said Twitter's like glorious today. <laughs> well, if, can we get? Can someone get a block shot count yeah, on both on. those for for the players? Yeah. For, for, Seth, 
for Cooper, Seth Jones and Wazowski for how long they played. Cooper told the boys that they won tonight. They got tomorrow off. <laughs> how nice of them. <laughs> you had Seth Jones with six blocks, Rensky with five. Savard had 11 block shots. See, so maybe maybe playing them actually that long actually hurt them. No, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you keep those two kind of top defensemen in because they're your best players. And uh, unlike the Lightning, which according to NBC, this is how the Lightning are too, there's a drop-off after Columbus's deep first top two defensemen. With the Lightning, there's a drop-off, but it's not that big of a drop. With Columbus, I think it's a different story. And Columbus as a whole is a more defensive team. Like the whole team thinks defensively. So those defenders are going to look a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, you got a guy like Seth Jones. You play the guy 65 minutes if you play five or not five, uh, seven periods of hockey, eight periods of hockey. And you only get six six block shots in that amount of time, though. That's not that great as a defenseman. Yeah, but the team as a whole had 62 block shots. <laughs> I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. So maybe they should have rested him a little more and played uh, someone else a little. You know, just because you're top, it's your top player doesn't necessarily mean it's the best choice. Yeah, going but just because you have overtime. just because you're blocking 11 shots a game doesn't mean you're the best defenseman on the team either no, so I, mean, I, I would say that actually probably your third or fourth best defenseman usually has the most blocked shots because that's that's against our game team. right you know what i'm like i don't i mean i don't know i don't want to stereotype players whatever but like okay but we all also really know as lightning fans we know that tortorello in the past has been very big between us and the, Vancouver and the um, Rangers big on blocking shots and the defense of his team. So why would, if his defensive players aren't producing, why would he put them out there for so long when they're not doing what he actually wants them to do? What is his other options? (laughs) Well, as I said, it doesn't matter what your other options are. You, your best player might have a shitty game that game. You put on your next best player, they might have a better, better play. It doesn't matter if it's your best player or not. If you're be- if that person's not having a good game, by your standards, as I said, Tortorello's of blocking shots and defending your goal. If you're not doing that, then maybe there needs to be a change, and maybe that's where Tortorello fucked up tonight. Yeah, I, I'm more interested to see like what happens the next game and throughout this series with Seth Jones because you know you play that much hockey and they've they've played so many games in in a small period of time and that's after t- having a lot of time away. I'm wondering you know how that's going to wear on Columbus, and I think it's going to be to the Lightning's advantage. Uh, I, I think for sure that this. Overtime, just what we saw this game where they, they've got to know they're the better team. They just knew that they were up against this goalie who was just in the zone tonight. And I think um, – I hope what we're going to see is, is them go into game two and say, all right, like, you know, we know we can put a couple past this goalie. 
and that's all we have to worry about. And I think you'll see the team maybe kind of make some adjustments to figure out what they need to, to get some more of those goals in. But I'm going to call it right now. And why don't, we, why don't we do this? Why don't we go around to give our, our predictions for the series? Uh, and I'll start it off. And I'll start it off and say, like, let's, let's return the favor. Let's, let's give them a sweep. And I think it's totally possible. You look at this game and you say, hey, five uh, overtimes. The Lightning match up pretty evenly with them? I don't think so. If you watch that game, we should have scored way more goals. If we're playing against a regular goalie who's not, like, standing on his head, we're going to win that game 5-2. to two. So I think we're going to return the favor. I think we're going to sweep them four games to zero. What do you guys think? All right. Like you said, I think sweep would be nice just to get back at him last year. But um... – I know we definitely had way more shots on goal than them tonight. Uh, I feel like we definitely could have scored more, but their defense was pretty good. But I think uh, I'm going to say lightning in five or six. All right. Uh, You know what? I have to say that the whole effect of not having a crowd there is going to affect everything. I'm going to say with the way that we were playing versus the way they were playing lightning in six, and it's going to be a three to two game. I'm going to say lightning and six, three to two game, because as I said, there's been a, obviously both teams are out to do it, but the lightning have more vengeance. And it seems that the goalie right now is on fire. So six game, I say six, three to two final. So, Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, we're going to go for a sweep, you know, return the favor. I agree with a uh, shooter. Um, you know, they played well, we had a lot of shots on golden night. Um, you know, Tampa's got to go in the game two with, with at least, you know, a goal in the first period, at least to get that momentum. But with tonight's win, I think gave the team a momentum uh, as a whole and especially Vasilevsky, you know, from, from last year and stuff, but I think they, I think they're going to go for the sweep and everything. So. Nice. Steven. I think if, if they can tighten up the, uh, the too many men penalties and stuff like that, and they got, it, it got a little bit better. I saw like when the puck was going towards the bench, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. And then uh, it, it works itself out. But I, I think I did on my bracket. I got to agree with, with everyone that said the game's in six. Cause I think Columbus has a lot of fight in them. And we faced them before, but I think that uh, Ty was mentioning that, that that extra grit factor, the extra redemption factor, I think is gonna gonna set this run like this. That this game alone today was the a change factor in my mind. Like, okay, this team really wants to dig deep and like prove something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Lightning in five. I think I think we win the next game. I think Columbus is just going to be exhausted after what they've been playing with the Toronto series and with us. I think we, we kill them the next game. And then I think we come out overconfident on game three and lose that one and then take four and five. But you got to remember, this has changed a lot of people. These three o'clock games and then the seven o'clock games, they always practiced in the morning. You can't have your morning skates no more. You know, yeah, we no longer have practice general. 
which which is funny because the guy who created the optional skates on game day was Portarella. So and now all the teams follow that. Yep. But we have no no more early morning skates, no practice. But then when we come to Saturday, they'll probably have to have a morning skate to get ready for that game. So and they're all players, they're creatures of habit. So it's all going to be adjustments right now. You, you know, I think that you really hit a lot of important uh, topics right there, uh, talking points, especially. Phil, Phil, I lost you on a volume. Oh, well, you guys, the rest of you guys hear me? Am I too far yeah. away? All right. There we go. So, uh, I, I backed up a little bit. But, you know, I think you hit a couple of good talking there points there um, with the timing of the games, you know, and the time, of, you know, afternoon games versus the routine, especially in hockey, man. I mean, these guys are definitely creatures of habit. Overall for the series, though, I think that you see a Columbus team that gave it all they had, uh, and they were short, and they got dominated for a lot of that. And I think that a lot of those guys are going to walk into that locker room and know that their goalie won the game for them, or won regular period, I guess, regulation for them. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I would look at it if I was them. Because I've never been in good in, like, moral victories, but – when you go into like five overtimes, I could see there's a little bit, you gotta be like, okay, there's something to take out of silver lining, blah, blah, blah. The problem is that it's your goalie that saved you. And your goalie isn't gonna be able to play that way every single game against a team like the Lightning with the depth that the Lightning have. And you pointed out earlier, Thomas, the ice time. Uh, Cooper outmanaged Tortorella, I believe, with the ice time. Our guy's gonna be way more rested. Uh, then one question I have, and I, I probably should do a little more legwork in this, and I don't really know what the schedule is. Is it similar since they don't have to travel, or is this still going to be only one day in between games? Between It's like, every other day. Every, no matter, so all seven games. Except for game five, uh, six and seven, I think, are back-to-back. So there you go. So there's a, that's another thing, too, is that now Toronto is going to have the ability to travel and go back to their place and relax. They're not going to get that extra day of travel to – to recover so while normally i would say if this was a travel series i would say five games but because they don't have to travel and because they're in the bubble and i believe the lightning got the monkey off their back no matter how many minutes it took and no longer how long many seconds were logged the lightning came out the victory with the victory and they came out the better team and and that's the momentum i think that they've been needing for for a couple of years in the playoffs, Two something years. to just get that monkey off their back in the first round and really put their foot on the pedal from jump. Not like, oh, we're the best team. We can handle this first round. We can handle the second round. Like, there's been a little bit too much swag from this team in the past, I believe. This is the franchise or the franchise they needed to play, the matchup they need to have to get that monkey off their back and get that grit that they needed to play. We've all talked about that for how many years, that grit. So this is why I believe four-game sweep. For all that, it's a long-winded way of me saying I think they're going to sweep it because they don't have to travel. Dead travel, I would say five games. No travel, I think it's going to be a sweep. And don't forget, Corpusau was was pulled in one of the games yeah. in Toronto. Exactly. And, then, exactly. and then their backup goes down with an injury because most likely Elvis would have been in the building and yep. been, been dominating us. And he, he scared the hell out of me worse than Corpusal. So now it's going to be wondering if this is going to bring Corpusal down. You know, is it going to – what's it going to do to his his 
self, you know, self-esteem after just being in Toronto, you know, after being pulled, then he became real good. And now he threw everything at the lightning and still lost. But I think he, he performed well. So I think as an individual, he's going to feel great until period one next game when it's three, nothing at the end. Of yeah. The that's, that's whenever he breaks. That's what I believe. And then who do you put in behind him that the lightning are actually afraid of? At that point, you got nobody. And that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. Because I was like, damn, I wish Bobrovsky was back. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. But after, after like the second overtime, I was like, bring in Bob. Corpo uh, seemed a lot better than he did last year. Right. So, but yeah, so what would be interesting to see how – both teams respond to this long game on the day off, uh, both being in uh, foreign locker rooms, foreign towns, not having the regular routine like we talked about that you normally have in a playoff series, even though we only have one Stanley Cup guy. Uh, I believe we only actually have one guy that hasn't played in his uh, playoff game until Bogosian. So I believe he was the only playoff first-timer. Everyone else. Stevens. Oh, Stevens. That's right. I forgot the rookie too. But yeah, so – so we only had two guys on roster that actually hadn't played a playoff game. So that's something to say, which again, yeah. we didn't bring up. Uh, they mentioned a stat um, in the last 30 years or whatever. There's only, there hasn't been a team that won a Stanley cup that didn't have at least one previous Stanley cup winner on the roster. And we didn't have any Stanley cup winners last year. when we got swept. So I don't know. Cool. All right, Ty's got one more question for us. He's he's thinking Dying. way he's too burning. far ahead he's here. Burning, 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 burning. Way too far thing. ahead. I don't even want to think about this yet. I know, I know. But he he wants to know who you guys think the Lightning are going to play in the finals. No. Who who's going to be the team from the West that emerges? I'm not going to answer that. Question. I already thought Colorado on my bracket because that that's just a strong team over there. Oh, you just made time happy. I say Vegas. Vegas or Colorado? Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I like Vegas. Vegas. I like Colorado. I think Colorado, uh, did, how far did they make it last year? I just feel like they're still a little bit too young and maybe need a little bit more experience, but they made it third pretty round. far. They made, yeah, yeah. yeah, they made it like third yeah. round. They were, weren't they in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, they were in the Conference yeah. Finals. Yeah, yeah but, but, but that was – other than that, other than last year's run, they've been kind of first round and out when they made it. So, but they have a I'm, nice team, though. So it's like they got some veterans and they moved some old pieces that are – so, like, they, they still have a bit of a core there that I feel like makes them dangerous in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, so, Phil, what do you think? Do you think Vegas – Colorado? Do you uh, think, think another Vegas. team? I think Vegas. I think Vegas. Okay. I still think Fleury has got it. I think Fleury still yeah. has it. And yeah. I think that's what takes you to, to the finals. And I think it's going to be Fleury. Yes. Yeah. Also, also, I think Marsha Saul has got a terrible attitude. But I also think that dude's very special. And it's just a matter of time until he really breaks out and starts. And he already kind of carries that team anyways. But that's, that team is just – I think they're going to make it back. Sorry. Sorry to piss on you. And you know I'm an old school Avalanche fan because I lived out west. Oh, no, no. I, I really – it was I, a genuine I question. I should think it's going to be Vegas. I don't sleep that, on Calgary. Don't sleep on Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calgary. Who's going to play and in that, net for Calgary, wrong, though? You're not wrong, Thomas, because Calgary is definitely a team that I'm still like – You know what? Salty, they're... But I'll – listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If I have my druthers, 
let's make this the season of full-on recompensation. We take out Columbus this first round, and then we go to the finals, and we finally beat Calgary straight up. So they can yeah. stop bitching about 04. So they can get <laughs> over it, man. Yeah. Right? Like, let's be honest. Like, let's make Calgary shut up forever. Come on. Like, if the, I don't know that they're going to make That would be awesome. If we could shut up for Columbus when we took out uh, Washington. And, or, and by the way, we're probably going to have to play Washington uh, at some point and coming out of the other side, too. If we win our series, don't we play them? If they win, isn't that our next Thank matchup? You. Yeah. So I would say that we're going to have to go back and redeem ourselves against Washington as well. So we could redeem ourselves against multiple And then Philly or Boston. Uh, exactly. So yeah. if we could run through the Blue Jackets, then the Caps, then the Bruins, and then the Flames to win our second cup, I don't think anyone ever has anything that talks shit to the Lightning fan base ever again. You so want those, all so at this time, show. everyone's kind of – and agreeance of either Colorado or Vegas, correct? In yeah. actuality. Yeah. Okay, Calgary's what the about dark horse. Fan dream base, and and no one has Chicago at this? Or Dallas. No, no. Or da- no. no. Dallas can't even put their number one goalie in the first game. <laughs> no, no, but what about Chicago? No. No. Mm. No. Th- no? Th- no. Thanks for the runner-up prize. Yeah. Taze and Kane are done with. Right. They're, they're here for the punch and pie. All right. They're here for the punch and pie. That's it. 2015 on they, They've been playing pretty good, though. So we'll, we'll see what happens. They are going to make uh, some noise in the playoffs, but I'm not, they're not going to be in the West. They did what they needed to do already. Now it's yeah. time to go. <laughs> they're not going to be in the, in the cup final. That's not happening. All right. Let me give some shout outs here. We had our, our good friend uh, actually. Joseph Fredrickson in the chat earlier. We had Julia. We had Con- – well, Connor's here now. <laughs> hey, uh, Andrew. I love you. Andrew's from Canada. He's, he's actually been um, – he was a, a voice of Ryan Jensen in our last Bucks video. So, thank you, Andrew. I know you're probably not here anymore. Tony, uh, where was that one comment? Ricky Reed was in here. I was looking for one comment about, about me. Of course, Derek uh, thought I was the a Mark Andre Fleury lookalike. Well, it's two lookalikes uh, because Stephen obviously he's been drinking during the seven-hour game. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen got Killorn uh, uh, last stream, killer last stream. So uh, you guys got to step up your your hockey I guess, player. I guess you had to reprise your role and your. Uh... Cinema role in your cinema. <laughs> and Linda had some good comments here. The last kind of sign that they put up, or you know, graphic that they put at the stadium, said, "We apologize if you had other plans tonight, and yeah. we also apologize if you had Guess other what? plans tonight and you Guess sat what? here and watched this." I didn't. I had no <laughs> plans. I had no other plans except for work until getting off as early as possible, and then lightning hockey. So my favorite comment today that I saw was. This is the only game where you get drunk and sober at the same night while watching it. Right. <laughs> that's how I. That's how it would have been if I was there live. So. <laughs> thank, thank goodness I'm at home and still totally lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got any last comments? We're gonna be back. We're gonna be back uh, Thursday, 3 p.m. start time, 8 p.m. post game show. We'll Allegedly. probably start that one on time. I'm not expecting five overtimes. 
Can, this we'll game, be... can the next game actually go faster? Can they do like a mercy rule maybe? Maybe like they <laughs> yeah. score like 15 goals in the first period. Like, hey, you guys ain't played enough. We'll just, we'll just go into game three now. I, I hope so. A shootout. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, sorry. Wrap it up, shooter. Wrap it up. We keep it. All right, yeah. I got nothing else. You guys got anything else you want to say to our, you know, at least strong fifteen or sixteen podcast subscribers? (laughs) We're going deep, man. Uh, Love it, live it. It's hockey, man. Playoffs. Come on, this is what it takes. It takes dedication, as a fan and as a player, and this is what we signed up for, right? Let's do it. I mean, I think this was twenty twenty in a hole right here. If, no, if 2020 if, was a hockey game yeah <laughs> this was 2020 i literally thought it was gonna last 20 hours and 20 minutes because it seemed like it was going to go on forever so what would you expect the first game of the playoffs to last longer than the second game that started two and a half hours after us and finished before us i thought this so, was going to be the pregame for the next show yeah exactly the next game like that Cool. Connor, Connor, Joey, Steven, any final words? Uh, No, it was a great, great show. You guys did a great show. I love being a part of it. So thank you for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, you can come on anytime. We will be on here after every single game. Yeah, man. Sounds good. If any of you guys think Connor looks familiar, that means you've been to the Grady Judge Jail because that's where (laughs) (laughs) you're Yeah, I got off this morning and – Missed the morning skate show a little bit, and I was like, oh, and finally woke up at 2 o'clock, so that's a 12-hour night shift there. So it was a little bit uh, crazy last night. Yikes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. OC. OC. The, the stash said you looked familiar, so it makes sense now. Only if you worked at Pinellas. Okay. <laughs> when someone comes to me and says that I look familiar, I'm like, have you stolen at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you would notice me from. Oh, man. <laughs> all right well i'll tell you what my final words is hey we've got how many more wins do we need to to lift 15. that cup 15, 15 to go that's all we need i said 16 and 0 one down yep you did to go we're one and oh 15 to go and we will see you guys on thursday back here on facebook until then this has been we the thunder don't forget to be the thunder <laughs>